The following is a special sponsored edition of the Big Four Bio Podcast. Daniel Levine, and this is the Big Four Bio Podcast. The Los Angeles Orange County region leads the nation in life sciences jobs. It's sixth in venture capital and seventh in National Institutes of Health funding. As Big Four Bio expands with a new addition to cover the life sciences community in the greater Los Angeles area, we spoke to David Whelan, CEO of Biosciences LA, about the strengths of the region, the vibrant ecosystem for industry to grow there, and the key challenges it faces. David, thanks for joining us. So great to be here. Really appreciate it. Very excited. We're going to talk about biotech in the Los Angeles, Orange County region, its strengths, and what distinguishes it. Perhaps we can start with a brief overview. How big a presence does biotech have in the region? Yeah, so I I I like to say that uh, life sciences or you know L.A. is kind of life sciences you know, best kept secret in some ways because uh, we we've got a lot going on today and I'll come to that in a second but just you know a little, little bit of history you know we've got a really long tradition of life sciences and healthcare innovation in the region we have uh, you know Amgen one of the you know one of the larger companies in the industry is, is based in the L.A. region but but more than that we've got a tremendous academic platform, three major world-class universities with UCLA, USC, Caltech. Uh, LA produces more bio PhDs than any other city in America. LA County gets more NIH funding than any county in California and, you know, very high on on national levels. And so you've got that long-term platform of some incredible talent, some incredible academic innovation and over time, you know, growth of companies. And that's really accelerated over the past few years, past several years, really, uh, you know, major companies like, uh, like Kite, which was acquired by Gilead, uh, you know, still here in LA, uh, growing presence of, of companies like, like Medtronic, Griffles, Takeda. Uh, we now have, uh, we now have Eli Lilly here. Uh, they acquired a company called Protomer um, in Pasadena a year and a half ago. And so, we're starting to see this kind of snowball effect where all of those great academic resources that once upon a time would would graduate from one of those schools, get some funding, and maybe end up going to the Bay Area or Boston or San Diego because that's where the investors were or that's where the, um, the you know that next level of talent was. Now those entrepreneurs are able to stay in LA, uh, get funded in LA start to grow their companies in LA. And as we've seen with Kite, as we've seen with Protomer, they're able to get acquired, have a, you know, have a personal exit, but then still keep the company here and continue to grow. So I'm excited. Lots more to talk about, but that's kind of a high level overview. Obviously, Amgen has long been down there, but when did the industry start to emerge and have a significant presence? Was there anything that catalyzed this? Yeah, so it's, it's a great, great question. And I, I think that, uh, you know, I think that, 
you know, as you said, Amgen's been here for a long time. You know, we've seen steady, you know, steady growth of, of companies over over many years and things coming out of the research institutions beyond just uh, the academic institutions. There's a place called the Lundquist Institute, uh, formerly LA Biomed, which has been here for decades and has uh, created some amazing innovations. City of Hope, Cedars-Sinai created some amazing innovations over the years. And I think that there's probably two two kind of inflection points or, or those, you know, catalyzing moments. So one was, uh, was Kite, which was, uh, you know, a, a great early, uh, early mover in, uh, you know, CAR-T space, you know, cell and gene therapy broadly. Uh, we have a lot of expertise in that in LA now, but, you know, Kite kind of coming to prominence and then getting acquired by Gilead, that got a lot of people in, in the region thinking about life sciences and, um, at around the same time, maybe actually a little bit before that, Los Angeles County, uh, and by the way, you know, L.A. County is big. It's a uh, you know, population of, of 10 million in L.A. County alone. Um, L.A. County started to look at industries in the region that were um, that were growing. And this is this is kind of going back to 07, 08, 09, kind of the uh, the, you know, the banking, the banking, real estate, financial crisis that was happening back then. And the county looked at life sciences and said, hey, we, you know, we have an industry that exists in L.A. that is resilient, meaning that uh, you know, even, even in an economic downturn, it, it remains strong, continues to grow. So we have an industry that's resilient, it's growing, but it looks like it, it's not, you know, not going to be attention it deserves. And so the county brought together some local resources, some external resources, you know, outside consultants to start to look at what was going on with the industry. And that led over a few year period to the county starting to make a commitment to life sciences, which led to investment in some new incubator spaces, uh, investment in some workforce development programs. And back in 2019, investment in this organization that I run, Bioscience LA. Um, and so they, they created this nonprofit, independent nonprofit organization that would be the life sciences ecosystem catalyst. And as soon as the county put some capital into that, Amgen came on board as a founding sponsor, City of Hope Hospital and Cedars-Sinai, uh, local philanthropists like Richard Lundquist, whose name is on the Lundquist Institute, uh, Richard Merkin, and then uh, pharma, the Pharmaceutical uh, Research Manufacturers of America. And the goal was to really help to catalyze what was happening here. And so I don't want to say that Bioscience LA is the, uh, the, the driver of all that change, but rather we exist to accelerate and amplify the change that's already happening. And so we've seen that really accelerating over the past few years. And as you think of the region, are there any particular strengths it has? Yeah. So, you know, again, I mentioned, I mentioned kite, you know, cell and gene therapy. I think that, uh, you know, cell and gene therapy technology, very strong, very diverse in Los Angeles. We continue to see that growing. Um, imaging, uh, you know, imaging technology, strong in LA uh, and, and, you know, and beyond LA, Orange County. So a lot of that, uh, you know, present here, we have some really interesting kind of intersectional technologies. So AR and VR is digital therapeutics. A lot of that going on at Cedars-Sinai. Uh, AI continues to grow in LA as an enabler for, for life sciences. Uh, we've also, uh, so you know, 
from a from a background standpoint, Los Angeles County itself or the region is incredibly diverse. Uh, you know, arguably one of the you know one of the most diverse regions in the U.S. The entire world's population lives in L.A. Um, you know, many many languages spoken here. Every, you know, many cultures here, and so in a sense. This is the, the 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 gene pool of the world lives in L.A., which means from a clinical research standpoint, um, even from a diversity of teams standpoint, you've got the entire world here. And, you know, diversity drives innovation. But in healthcare, diversity is also required to understand what you're building and uh, and what populations it will will apply to. Um, on top of that, L.A. has also over the past several years emerged as a real leader in clinical trials, innovations, clinical trials, technologies, whether that's uh, clinical trials, recruiting or, uh, you know, virtualization, uh, you know, technologies like that, all of those are strengths. And then what really underlies, underlies all of that is um, we are very much a diverse population with diverse industries and diverse technologies. So if you look at life sciences, healthcare alone, we're a mix of biotech and medtech and, and digital health. Uh, you know, we definitely hit all of the, uh, um, you know, all of the four Ds uh, of, of big four bio in, you know, in some pretty major ways. But then we've also got this intersection of life sciences and health tech with other industries here. And so you think about uh, biotech as an enabler for uh, biotech as an enabler for other, other industries, whether it's, ag tech, uh, which we have a lot of in the region and, you know, surrounding Los Angeles is agriculture, Um, aerospace, new materials, which synthetic biology can feed into uh, LA as a a leading aerospace economy, Uh, apparel, you know, Synbio feeding into new materials for apparel. LA continues to be a, uh, you know, an apparel hotbed, Uh, food tech industry strong in LA and uh, and then the the one that is not necessarily enabled by life sciences, but where we have kind of our secret sauce here in LA is that you know we have uh, arguably some of the the world's greatest storytellers in you know in the history of the the world here in Los Angeles here in Hollywood, and so that intersection of media entertainment uh, you know communications, whether it's you know, celebrities and personalities who are part of, uh, you know, disease-focused communications efforts to just being able to leverage communication tools to help tell a better story about what's happening in life sciences. We have this real unique opportunity to uh, to make that happen here. We, we think about biotech existing in an ecosystem. You've touched on some of the the universities and research biomedical research facilities. I'm wondering beyond that, what's the research and investment landscape like? And are there incubators and accelerators that are helping to give life to new companies? Yeah, uh, you know, v- very much so. And I was just, I was just on a, a panel at a, a major conference at UCLA uh, yesterday, you know, talking about that. And so, you know, I, I mentioned kind of, the, you know, beyond our, our academic research institutions, we've got, you know, Cedar sinai City of Hope, both of which have some major research, uh, you know, research capabilities, Lundquist Institute, Alman Foundation, Terasaki Institute, Huntington Medical Research Institutes, a number of these independent research organizations, which are, you know, feeding innovations into the region. Um, over the past several years, we've gone from having 
a few incubator spaces to now, depending upon how big of a, you know, how big of a circle you want to draw around LA where, you know, we've got 20 ish, uh, incubators, uh, you know, everything from incubators at academic institutions like uh, Magnify at CNSI, which is at at UCLA, to Biolabs has a facility at the Lundquist Institute, a company called Lab Launch, which uh, in some ways started the the incubator growth uh, growth trend several years ago in LA. Um, they've got uh, a few incubators, and they're about to open one in uh, a neighborhood called Atwater Village in Los Angeles uh, next week, in fact. And so we're seeing more of these flexible incubator spaces. We're seeing a little bit more of that next level of, of scale-up, kind of step-up space. We do need more of that. So we can come back to that in a minute because that's something we need to work on. But then you also asked about accelerators, um, and that's something where we also have seen, I think, a real real explosion of those over the past few years. So uh, several years ago, Cedar sinai along with Techstars launched the, uh, what's now called the Cedar sinai Accelerator. And that is, uh, you know, embedded at Cedar sinai and is a really world-class accelerator program, leveraging the, um, the processes and uh, systems that Techstars has built over the years, but focused on healthcare at Cedar sinai I've actually been a uh, a mentor and advisor in that program from the beginning. And so really, you're really proud of what, what comes out of that. But then over the past few years, we've seen uh, a new uh, program coming out of the LARDA Institute called Heal.LA, which is focused on healthcare innovation uh, with an emphasis on healthcare access and equity, in particular, uh, serving underserved populations. That's now in its going into its third year, um, Bioscience LA helped uh, along with UCLA to start a UCLA Health Techquity Accelerator, also focused on uh, health access and equity. Um, Techstars has, uh, which you know, continues to grow in Los Angeles and has a large LA accelerator, which is uh, you know multi-technology, multi-industry. They just teamed up again with Cedar Sinai along with a few other partners to launch a new healthcare accelerator. So we continue to see these resources growing. And, and what I love about that is that, you know, we want to be able to, we want to be able to provide options for people here in LA. So at, you know, whatever point of the, the year, whatever point of uh, your, your company's growth, you're starting to look around and figure out where to plug in, there's going to be something for you. There's something that's geographically convenient, something that's got the right subject matter expertise, something that has the right mentorship program, something that has the right kind of business model for you to grow into. And we also want to be doing that in a way where we're not just looking at LA companies to be part of those accelerators, but we're, we're attracting companies from elsewhere. And uh, Cedar sinai in particular, the Cedar sinai Accelerator has, uh, um, I think there's been, you know, a little over 100 companies that have gone through that since the inception. And uh, many of them have been from outside Los Angeles, uh, and I'm going to say probably around 10 of them have been from outside the U.S. And so what's great about that is that these companies, you know, they might only be here for three months, but they're they're plugging into the Cedar sinai ecosystem. They're plugging into the Los Angeles ecosystem. Some of them stay here, which is great. Even if they don't stay here, when they go back home, they're still connecting to that LA ecosystem, which gives us the opportunity to 
take our network that we're strengthening here and connect it to other networks elsewhere. Now, what is Bioscience LA and what does it do? Yeah, so again, uh, you know, about four years ago, this came out of this LA County initiative and uh, the vision was to create, you know, what what we called at the time, and this is before I came on board, but, uh, you know, an ecosystem catalyst, ecosystem accelerator, if you will, an organization that will accelerate and amplify the efforts of, of all stakeholders. So we are not a membership organization, not a trade association. Uh, in California, we are really fortunate in that we've got two incredible statewide trade associations, Biocom California and California Life Sciences, that um, act as act as trade associations, act as purchasing groups, act as lobbying uh, advocacy policy organizations for the industry. Bioscience LA, we work closely with both of those. But you know, here in LA, um, we exist to have a number of virtual programs and then some you know in person programs. You know, from a virtual standpoint, a lot of what we do is um, it's 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 convening, so it's bringing together the right elected officials and academic institutions and entrepreneurs and investors to make sure that we're, we're connecting the dots in the right way to grow the industry. Um, we have some specific programs. Uh, our earliest, which goes back a few years now, is uh, the Biofutures Internship Program, which is focused on creating more opportunities for more diverse student populations to get access to awareness and um, get into Internship opportunities across biotech, medtech, digital health. Uh, we subsidize a lot of those internships based on some funding from LA County. And uh, what's very cool about that is that we've we've opened up opportunities for we're approaching a hundred students now who've gone through that. Um, they've had some incredible internship experiences. Eight of them have actually gotten hired full time by the companies. So uh, you know they've they've gone from being a, a summer intern to getting a job, you know, in some cases with equity. And, you know, it's just very cool to watch that sort of development. We, uh, we launched a program called the Bioscience LA Summer Experience, which is kind of wrapped around that internship program. It's how do we connect with all of the other companies that already have interns coming to LA, kind of, you know, think the Amgens and Kites and Ataras uh, of the world, uh, these bigger organizations that might have interns coming into LA for the summer. We want to make sure that they are connected, you know, not just to the company where they're interning, but they're connected to the rest of the community. They know what's going on here. They, they understand that there really is a community of support here that can, that can help them going forward. Last fall, we launched a program called the Leadership Catalyst Program, which is a little bit like a, a Vistage or an EO, YPO. Uh, it's a, a cohort cohort-based group that's really about developing the next generation of, of leaders. So we we recruit first-time founders, first-time CEOs, early career leaders into, we have one cohort right now, which is uh, sponsored by Deloitte. And we get together monthly, we, we, help, we help solve issues, you know, process issues for their companies. We we solve other many problems. We're, we're, we're basically connecting them to a number of resources to help level them up in a sense. So, uh, you know, this is their first time at the at the helm of a company. We want to make sure that they're successful in this role. Even more importantly, we want to build this bench of talent. So over time, we'll have 50, 100 leaders who've gone through this program. They become 
that next generation of leaders who, when an investor contacts me or a recruiter contacts me or a, a new founder contacts me and say, I'm looking for an awesome CSO or CMO or CFO or whatever um, head of operations, we know those people. So really excited about that program. We're creating sort of a uh, office hours uh, expert network program uh, at our at our headquarters uh, launching later this year. We have a number of events from in the spring. We have LA MedTech Week. That's a combination of a major UCLA conference, MedTech Innovator, but three or four other events that tend to happen. So we're building a week in the spring around MedTech. And then we do the same thing in the fall with LA Biotech Week, where we've built a week around Lundquist Institute Innovation Showcase, some other pitch events. This year, we're doing some events with with J Labs, with Bench International, um, with uh, you know with some other organizations. Uh, Amgen is going to be involved all around connecting the dots and giving people a reason to to come to LA. And a lot of that happens in a physical space. So, as a uh, as an LA County connected organization, we were fortunate enough uh, a couple of years ago to move into a 20,000 square foot former LA County courthouse that uh, the county uh, invested significantly to turn this into a, you know, a space for innovation, for collaboration. And so we have our offices there, but it's a 20,000 square foot building where we've got meeting space and event space. We have collaborative working space. So right now we have about 15 companies working out of there, anything from a leader who shows up every every week or two to get some work done to a few companies that have teams of five or 10 people there working every day. Um, we've got some digital space. We have some med tech prototyping space. We don't yet have wet lab space there, but we're looking at uh, we're looking at expanding into some undeveloped space to do some wet lab, but we really want to turn this into or continue turning it into this hub for collaboration where the first time someone comes into town, you know, we're about 15 minutes from LAX, so they can come in from across the country, around the world, you know, show up in LA, get right to Bioscience LA, set up office there for the day for the week and start to have meetings, start to have people show up because every time someone walks in that door, we want them to not just meet the person they're expecting to, but have two or three other serendipitous meetings that start to build those connections, build the network. And so that, that physical space is something that I, I was calling kind of a, a feature of, of Bioscience LA about a year and a half ago when we opened it. But now over the past year and a half, it's really evolved to being a significant program and uh, you know opportunity for Bioscience LA and the community unto itself. As you think about the growth of the industry in, in the region, are, are there challenges that you're concerned about that need to be addressed? Absolutely. For, you know, we've got so much great stuff happening, really excited about where we are, excited about the the progress that we've seen, but there's definitely some, you know, some obstacles. Uh, you know, the, the biggest one that we will always face in LA is that LA is a big and spread out place. Uh, so when I, when I tend to go out and talk about we're growing life sciences in Los Angeles, typically the question that I will get first is, that sounds great. Where is the Kendall Square of Los Angeles going to be? And I, I've heard that question so many times. And, you know, I, I think that my my initial answer, it really hasn't changed that much. But, you know, I would say, look, this is 
you know, first of all, there is not a Kendall Square here. There's not going to be a Kendall Square here. And, you know, we're not trying to replicate Boston or replicate the Bay Area. This is not about how can we make L.A. look more like San Diego. It's about how can we make L.A. maximize what it's got here to meet its potential as a life sciences uh, hub. And so we don't have one single place where things are happening. You know, a lot of the early development in the region was in uh, in and around Amgen, uh, Thousand Oaks, which is in Ventura County. And so there continues to be a lot of growth there. Um, you've got Pasadena with with Caltech, but a number of, of companies that have uh, come out of there. You've got the the South Bay uh, where uh, Lundquist Institute is. You've got East LA. You've got now San Fernando Valley seeing some growth. Uh, the West Side between Cedar sinai UCLA, Kite, uh, Culver City, where Bioscience LA is. And so there's... There's five, six, maybe even more clusters of activity. That's not even counting the work that's happening in, uh, in you know, in Irvine and the the med tech and uh, you know pharma industry there. Not counting the the Santa Clarita Valley. Not counting further afield. And so we need to embrace the fact that we've got diversity of geography and these these kind of subclusters popping up in different places. And so what that means is we need to do a better job of helping keep those people connected, helping to develop each of those subclusters in the right way. So some of them are going to, you know, grow up around an academic institution like Caltech. Some will grow up around a major anchor company like Thousand Oaks with Amgen. And how do we provide care and feeding for each of those areas to help them maximize their value as a, as a single unit, but then, help them connect to the rest of LA. So people are staying networked, staying, uh, you know, staying connected. That's the biggest obstacle, which, you know, again, we're, we can, we are building more public transportation in LA, but that's never going to look like, uh, you know, a New York or, or a Boston or something like that. Um, but we can, we can strengthen those connections. Along with that, the other thing that we're facing is LA is probably one of the tightest, if not the tightest lab market in in the U.S. right now. And, uh, you know, we certainly don't have the largest lab market, but we've got so much demand and the demand is, uh, you know, has overwhelmed the uh, the, the capacity, uh, the supply. And so we, we need to continue to identify where are the right places to build more of that incubator space, where are the right places for sure to build that step up kind of graduation space? How do we continue to support the growth of the industry? And, and of course, right now in, uh, in mid 2023, the question is, you know, how do we do that when we've got a lot of financial uncertainty out there and, you know, investors are, are, are looking more critically at companies that they'll be putting dollars into, uh, you know, real estate investors are looking more critically at where they're, they're building next. And so, we need to continue to be patient and persistent and help things move along and almost stay, you know, it's a little bit of a game of Tetris when one company is moving to a new space, immediately there's two or three companies that could move into where they're vacating and, and so forth. And so it's finding the right way to get companies to grow up uh, one at a time. And so that's, you know, that's another piece. And then I think not specific to Los Angeles, but, you know, really, it's a, a California challenge and opportunity is California as a state can do better from a standpoint of 
investing in innovation, uh, you know, incentives to support that. And that's something that, uh, you know, our, our relationships in, uh, in Sacramento and Washington, along with the relationships that San Diego and, and San Francisco have, we, we all need to continue to work together to make sure that California remains a hyper-competitive part of the, not just national, but, but international global landscape for life sciences hubs. You cover multiple jurisdictions, but how welcoming is the region to biotech? Are there incentives? Are there fast track opportunities? And and do they provide any kinds of tax incentives? Yeah. So, uh, so first of all, I will say we are, we are incredibly welcoming and, you know, especially in LA, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I didn't, didn't mention Specifically, I talked about the diversity, but, you know, L.A. is truly an international city, international region. And so whether that is the airport access here, the, the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, you know, the largest ports in America, um, we are the place where goods and services and capital and people flow in and out of the U.S. And so we become a very attractive place for international companies to set up shop. And uh, I've had, you know, we, we welcomed, I think, 10, 10 international delegations to, to LA uh, and to Bioscience LA last year from the UK, from the Netherlands, from Malta, from Korea, from Germany. And they're all looking at how they can plug into Los Angeles because we are making this as welcoming and open and connected as possible for those companies. You know, and that includes in particular in LA, with life sciences, helping these companies figure out where to set up. Uh, we are continuing to streamline our zoning entitlements permitting process uh, to make it as easy and streamlined as possible for uh, you know for companies to get here to set up shop. Uh, you know we're continuing to look at ways to support tenant improvements, uh, you know, other innovation, uh, you know, innovation incentives and things like that. Uh, some of that's happening at the LA level. Uh, some of that's also happening at the California level. I think that uh, there's great opportunities in California. And again, it's also something where we need to continue to uh, not rest on our laurels. I think, you know, California is an incredibly innovative place and Everyone thinks of California as an innovative place. Uh, you know, certainly the you know the Silicon Valley mentality is, is known around the world. How do we continue to be innovative? Continue to be competitive and do it in a way where we're not relaxing. We're always thinking about okay, how can we do this better? How can we be more appealing? How can we make sure that now that we've achieved this level, we're going to take it to the next level to get this company here from across the country or around the world. And so I think we're, we're doing a good job there. We can do a lot better job. The 2023 Bio International Conference kicks off June 5th. How does your organization use an event like that? And do you have specific goals for the meeting this year? Yeah. Conferences and events across the country and around the world, even on an annual basis. And they're all exciting, but but bio is kind of the it, it's it's the one time a year where things really come together. Um, so this year, as as we've done for the past few years, um, in in person last year and uh, and virtually the the couple years before that, 
Bioscience LA is uh, is a key part of the California Pavilion, and that is a uh, an integrated California uh, you know California booth, you know mega booth that brings together the resources of the organizations I mentioned earlier, Biocom California and California Life Sciences, along with Team California, which is a uh, statewide organization that connects cities, regions, economic development, chambers of commerce, uh, along with Bioscience LA, our four organizations create this California Pavilion. This year, I am very excited because the California Pavilion, uh, apropos of uh, the, the the big four bio uh, announcements going on, uh, California Pavilion is about two-thirds LA-based uh, organizations. And so we're going to have a lot of LA presence in the California Pavilion Organizations like City of Hope and Larda Institute, uh, Keck Graduate Institute, uh, a, a bioprinting company in LA called Brinter, they'll all be there along with some other partners. Super excited about that. And so we use the California Pavilion as a way to attract people from across the country, around the world, where we can tell the California story and then tell the stories of, of each of our uh, respective organizations. Uh, last year, uh, in San Diego, we had a major uh, content production presence. I, I actually had a kind of a Hollywood quality uh, film, uh, you know, camera setup, lights, camera kind of thing in the middle of the California Pavilion. I was interviewing leaders from LA, leaders from uh, other, you know, other parts of the country, other parts of the world. We're we're not doing something quite that big this year, but uh, Bioscience LA uh, TV will be there with. Uh, uh, a couple of my colleagues and myself, uh, you know, doing doing interviews, uh, you know, asking people about, you know, their connections to California, how we can support them, how they can support us. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of that again. Uh, we'll be doing some of that, uh, hopefully around the uh, the Big Four Bio announcements. We'll be doing some of that at the Bio Bash, which is one of the bigger bigger side events that happens uh, uh, hosted by McDermott, Will and Emery, but with uh, partners like Bioscience LA, it's going to be an 80s theme this year. Super excited about that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I think that's one of the things that I'll say is a theme of California's presence, certainly Bioscience LA's presence at, at Bio is that we're there to, we're there to make connections. We have a lot of meetings, uh, a lot of international meetings. Uh, I've got, you know, Mexico events going on, Belgium events going on. We'll be at a number of other events. We're there to make connections, uh, build relationships, but we also are there to, you know, we're there to have fun because ultimately I think part of what sets California and Los Angeles apart is that we do really have this different open, fun attitude toward what we're trying to build. And we want that to permeate everything that's going on at bio. In recognition of the growth of biotech in the LA Orange County region, Big Four Bio is launching a, a new edition that's focused on the region. How do you see that benefiting the bio community there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's so exciting. And when I, when I first, you know, I first heard the news several months ago, was just was just thrilled because, uh, you know, back to your earlier question about sort of, um, you know, is there an inflection point? How do we measure that? What's happening? I think it's uh, it's it's great to, it's great that Big Four Bio is recognizing these other, you know, other emerging emerging hubs, emerging clusters in the in the country. And so, you know, Bioscience LA has been. Um, you know, we've been a, a collaborator with Big Four Bio in the past, just in terms of 
co-marketing some of the the events that we've been doing at Bio. Um, now we'll be doing even more of that, and we're going to continue to find ways to support each other to tell a bigger story. And you know what I like about Big Four Bio is that. Um, you know, look, my, my business card says Bioscience LA. I really want to grow the life sciences industry in Los Angeles. But the way to do that is, you know, this is not a zero-sum game kind of industry. Uh, you know, we don't grow LA by shrinking the Bay Area or shrinking Boston. You know, if we're growing life sciences innovation in Los Angeles, that means we're also growing life science innovation everywhere else. And so we want to be both supporting what's happening in LA. And as I said, connecting the LA network to the Boston network and the Bay area network. And, you know, now the New York network and the DC network and, and Seattle. And that is really exciting because ultimately this industry is about saving lives across the country, around the world. And so every connection that we can build that helps to strengthen that network, that helps to increase the reach, increase the awareness. Ultimately, that means that we're supporting the development of better technologies that will reach more people and save more lives. And so I love being part of this bigger Big Four Bio story where we can really start to get the word out more broadly. David Whalen, CEO of Bioscience LA. David, thanks so much for your time today. Danny, this was awesome. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Really excited to see, uh, you know, see everyone at, at Bio and uh, keep this bigger Big Four Bio story happening and, and meet some new connectors who can help grow life sciences in L.A. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Big Four Bio podcast is brought to you by Big Four Bio, the leading aggregator service of the top life sciences regions around the world. To subscribe for free to Big Four Bio's daily newsletters, go to bigfourbio.com. This podcast is produced by the Levine Media Group for Big Four Bio. Our theme music is provided for the podcast by the Jonah Levine Collective and appears on the album Attention Deficit on Alpha Pup Records. <laughs> <laughs>